Hello, friends. Welcome to my podcast. You're on the B side of positive with your girl, Bernadette. So happy to have you guys here with me today. I've been making so many attempts to record this podcast, but life, circumstances, situations have gotten in the way of that. Um, but I'll start out by sharing that school is going well. I have, I have probably like three weeks left for this semester and then a month off before I start my second semester of grad school. And I'm pleasantly surprised with how well it's gone. I know I felt a sense of intimidation and like fear when I started this journey because it's like definitely a level up from like undergrad work, going to graduate work and at such a prestigious university, but I'm maintaining an A average, which I'm super proud of. And it just reminded me like I got this shit, even though sometimes I may doubt my ability or doubt my skill set. I definitely have got this and I look forward to, you know, continuing on this journey and everything it's going to teach me about myself, even what it's taught me already. So that's great. I have St. Thomas to look forward to next month. And I'm so excited about that because I definitely need to get away from everything and everybody and just really spend some quality time with myself and listening to my heart, which I'm getting so much better at doing. It used to be so hard to number one, want to do it, and number two, to spend the time doing it, because, you know, sometimes we're afraid of what's actually there, but listening to my heart and finding out what I need and honoring what I need is really a way to love yourself. That's another form of self-love, because I'm so tired of dishonoring my heart, dishonoring what I need, opening up doors, closing doors, like, I'm so, I'm tired, (laughs) you know, I just want peace, I want to be loved unconditionally, and I want to give love unconditionally with a romantic partner. I want healthy friendships. You know, I just I just want to be happy, and I'm well on my way to that happiness, but I don't know if the universe is trying to test my gangster to see if what I say is what I really mean, if I've really learned the lessons that I've been trying to incorporate in my life. Like, I don't really know what this season is supposed to teach me. I'm hormonal. I'm all over the place, so bear with me. Um, this podcast that I've been trying to like record for you guys was initially going to be about what my counselor told me in my early stages of counseling when I told her that I wanted to have a healthy and loving romantic relationship as one of my goals. And she was like, well, we can definitely work toward that. And she started out by telling me, telling me that I needed to create my man book, which was basically writing down the relationships I had been in, talk about what I liked about that person what happened and stuff like that. So you can see your patterns and hopefully, you know, learn some lessons about yourself through like reflection. And it was very troubling for me to see that. I feel like I've dated the same man in a different package over and over and over and over again. Like y'all, it really hurt to see like this constant cycle with sometimes even with the same person. So she had me want she had me to write my man book, which I didn't do, but I cognitively in my mind thought about, okay, what did I like about this person? What happened and why did it turn out that way? Stuff like that. So um we spent a lot of time talking about the two most significant relationships in my life, which was obviously obviously the one with my ex-husband. And then it was with the person who I, I would consider like the very first man that I ever loved. And after telling her about the ins and outs, ups and downs of the relationship, what I did, what they did, and what the end result was, 
her very first thought to me was, you need to be choosing higher caliber partners, like higher quality partners. And I was like, what? Like clutch my pearls, the Southern Belle, gasp. And it irritated me because like my ego and pride were like, what you mean? Like, how are you going to sit here and tell me like, I choose bad men for myself? Like who knowingly and willingly goes out there and is like, oh, you're bad. Let me select you. Like, no. So it hurt my ego and my pride a little bit. And it also touched on like my daddy issues, my self-worth, my sense of validation, my sense of worthiness. What do I deserve as a human being? Not, you know, like I fucked up in relationships like everybody has, but those don't, those aren't the determining factor as to whether or not I deserve healthy, respectful, soft, and gentle love. Like, I think the more I learned to love myself, which is just the process, the more I saw myself deserving of soft and gentle love that's going to grow old and, you know, more seasoned and more beautiful as time progresses rather than like worse. You know what I'm saying? So that was a challenge. It was also a challenge because on some level I was drawn to toxicity because like when you're not healed, you're going to attract people who the unhealed parts of you need. You're going to vibrate from that unhealed frequency and you're going to draw in in experiences that are unhealthy. So for her, my counselor, a partner or a relationship with someone of high quality and high caliber, she talked a lot about career and profession. Like you need to be dating lawyers, doctors, engineers, and stuff like that. And for me, it's less about career, more about your heart. Like what is your heart like? How do you treat yourself and how do you love yourself? Because how you treat and love yourself and how you speak to yourself is going to be a reflection of how you treat me. How do you treat other people? How do you treat the planet? How do you treat animals? Those are all, that's all like feedback for me that tells me a lot about who a person is. So for me, it's less about the material things and, you know, like, of course those things matter, but and they're not even in my top like 25 things that a person has to have. Like you have to be an attorney, you have to be an engineer, you have to be um, a doctor, which is so funny because you know, side note, I took my client to a doctor's appointment on Friday and, you know, the doctor finagled his way through his nurses to get my phone number. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, and it, it was really like a checkpoint for me of like growth because whenever she taught me to pick a person of high caliber on some level, like I said, I didn't feel worthy of that. Like, am I worthy of an engineer, a doctor or a, or a lawyer? I'm not saying that those are the things I want, but it tapped into like whether or not I feel like I deserve a person of that status. Like it was so complex y'all. Like it really challenged me on so many levels to look inside and rewrite the narrative that I've been telling myself about myself. Um, because I had to see myself into thinking that this is what I deserve. This is all I'll ever have. And that's not true. And the more I build myself and become a high caliber partner, the more I see that that's what I deserve. And that was a challenge too, because it's like, she wants me to go after high caliber partners. And I knew I wasn't a high caliber, high quality person. I knew I still had room to grow and I still have room to grow. I always will have room to grow, but am I the person I was six or so months ago? No, 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 no. Like so much has changed. And even the pursuit of the master's degree, even, you know, going through counseling and doing a lot of self-reflection and, just showing up for myself has changed completely the way I see myself looking in the mirror and saying like, I bring a lot to the table. Hell, I can bring a table to the table. So 
as I integrate these lessons that she's taught me, I'm less willing to settle for, you know, just the crumbs of attention, affection, and love that I've gobbled up in the past because, you know, like I said, it's the daddy issues. And attention from a man, any man usually, would just send me over the edge. And whatever, like, I had never taken the time to say, is this really what I want? If a person wanted me and I was attracted to them, blah, 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 then I'm like, okay, go with it. Like, how often have I stopped and said, does this even serve me? Is this even what I really want? Or is this like an idea I've told myself? Like, this person is my soulmate. Is this just the narrative that I've told myself for so long that I believe it and it's not even true? Like, there have been instances in my life where I totally believed something to be true and it wasn't. So it's definitely made me question so many different things in my life and to really evaluate. So going to St. Thomas alone, I cannot wait because I need some time and some space and some distance from everything that's going on in my life. And think about what does Bernadette really need in this season of my life, in this time of my life, what do I really need? What am I looking for? And when I decide that, when I'm clear about my intentions, to set those motherfuckers and let it come to me, not chasing, attracting, not trying to control the narrative, but letting things organically unfold for me. So a person came back into my life after leaving my life, and there's a cycle and a pattern with this person. And in times past, when I was not the version of myself that I am today, it was so tempting. And I often did just drop everything to be with that person because I had told myself that this is my soulmate. And as I've reflected more on the situation, like so many questions came to mind, like this person says, okay, I saw you happy and doing well via social media, this and that. And my thought process is if you saw me happy and doing well, where did you see yourself fitting into that? And then this person is like, well, I missed you and I wanted some closure. And again, who says that we deserve closure? Who says that we have the right to enter into someone's life and regardless of what they have going on, selfishly say, this is what I need and what I want. Fuck what you have going on. I'm not saying that this person said that. Like, I'm not, I don't think his intentions were negative or bad. I think it's just a lack of self-awareness and a lack of, like, empathy. Because for me, when things ended with that person, I shut that door and I killed all hope because I wanted to move forward. And I couldn't move forward thinking like, oh, well, what if we get together in the future? Like I had to shut down every possibility in order to survive. Like that for me was very much survival because, you know, this person said I didn't bring them peace. I didn't make them happy. And they felt that they would be happier somewhere else. Didn't work out. And it feels like I'm the plan B. And y'all, this is just me venting. So like, bear with me. Like, I don't want to be anybody. I don't deserve to be anybody's plan B. Like I said, I can bring a table to the table. It's not what I bring to the table. I can bring a table to the table. And the fact that I've gone through this like transformative process of healing and growth has just made me see even more clearly like my value and my worth and what I bring to a romantic relationship. And I won't settle for anything less than that. But I'd be lying if I said that I didn't feel for this person. Like, and I was, I was talking to someone and they were like, you know, you have a history and a long, you know, and like, a, I just have history with this person. I have comfort with this person, familiarity with this person. And it's easy to want to fall back into those patterns of comfort. But 
comfort versus toxicity. And yes, this person is doing what they need to do to grow and heal. And I wish that that person had gone through that process and completed it before like checking in with me because like I'm somewhere along the path and spectrum of my journey. That person is somewhere along the path and spectrum of their journey, but neither of us is in a place where we need to be in each other's lives because I feel like it's disruptive to our journeys, but I can't help but feel what I feel. I can't help but feel like love. I can't help but feel like all the things that I felt for this person. And it was crazy, the timing of it all, because just a week before this person reached out to me and I responded, I was thinking like, man, I really miss this person. I miss the connection and the intimacy because, you know, since I've dipped my toes into the waters of singlehood and dating, like I've had some pretty shitty experiences out here because people just aren't who they say they are. They say they want something, but that's not true. And I would really love it for someone to just really spell out what they want and mean that not any ulterior, like that's a level of maturity. And like I said, I dipped my toes into the waters. I had a situation that ended negatively, another situation that ended negatively. And I think a lot of it had to do with me tapping into that sense of like my worth so that when I'm looking at these people that I was dealing with and looking at myself, I'm like, this doesn't even resonate with me. Like, what am I doing? So, you know, some people I told, Hey, thank you for your time. Some things just kind of naturally and organically flowed apart. And then I met someone who I truly like, whose energy is great, who is kind and funny and smart and is a family friend. So there's a level of comfort that I feel there. Um, attracted to this person, you know, like y'all hear me talk about it all the time, like locks and beard, locks and beard, like locks down to this person's like waist and they're so beautiful. But, you know, it's, it's less about the physical and more about like the spiritual and emotional. And I think a couple of the things that were really just so dope about this person were like, we became friends on social media and my previous situation, like we couldn't even be friends on social media without drama popping off. And I'm like, how nice it is to just be friends on social media. I can see what you post. You can see what I post. Your friends are public. Like that's like a whole new world for me. The fact that this person can be in my space and we can spend time together and their phone isn't turned over, like it's, it's face up. And, you know, there's nothing to hide. Like I can ask this person anything and they're like an open book. And, you know, the intimate part of the relationship is great, but what we're lacking is the intimacy. And that's when I started missing the person that I used to be with like last week, because I felt like of the situations that I found myself in since getting out of my relationship, I haven't been able to connect with anybody, but I've wanted like the companionship. I've wanted to have a man in my life to do things with, to hang out with, to be romantic with. Like that's a normal, healthy thing to desire and to pursue. And it doesn't have anything to do with like, like my self-love. Like I can definitely love myself and still want to give love to somebody else in a romantic way. Like those things definitely can coexist. Um, I've heard people say like, Whenever you say you want to be in a relationship, well, you need to love yourself. Well, yeah, I can definitely love myself and I'm doing that, but that doesn't mean those two things are not separate and apart from each other. Like they don't have to be, they don't have to be mutually exclusive if that's the right word. Like I, I can only have one or the other. You can either love yourself or love somebody else. Like, no, I can love myself and someone else too. So what I'm liking with this person that is in my life now is just that intimacy, like even being intimate with that person, like 
it's lacking in like the, the intimacy that you build over time, which I totally understand. And who knows where this thing is going to go. I'm not really trying to figure it all out because what's meant to be is going to be, I'm just saying like, everything feels so like jumbled up and discombobulated in my life right now. And it started with this person re-entering my life and saying, I miss you. And like that part of me, that's always dropped everything for this person wanted to do that again, but I've changed. And I try to tell that person, like every time you walk away and come back and walk away and come back, you chip away at that love, at that feeling that I have for you. And it makes me see you totally different. You know, like when you finally realize, like, when I stepped back and I saw that pattern, I was like, damn, like I feel stupid. I felt vulnerable. I felt emotional. I was mad at myself on some level because it's like, Bernadette, what are, what are you doing? If this is what you want, stop being around, selecting, choosing what you don't want. Like it seems very simple. These are the qualities you want in a man. Be with a man who has those qualities. Like it's, it's not rocket science. You meet a man, he doesn't have those qualities. You don't be with him. You don't have sex with him. Like you, you don't do these things. And it's so hard, y'all, like, because you feel the way you feel. And in my mind, I had an ideal version of this person. And like I said, I told myself a narrative about this person and about what our future could be. And I've held on so tightly to that narrative because at, on some level, it was all I had. On some level, I was so so deprived of like healthy love that I was willing to risk it all even my mental health even my own life like y'all I even wanted to die like how do you give someone the power to make you not even want to be here anymore when they withdraw themselves from you like how do you do that like I know I'm not perfect and I give myself the space and the compassion and the room to grow and evolve but sometimes it's difficult to think of all the time that you've wasted all the, all the energy that you've wasted. Like, it's very frustrating. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen. I enjoy the person that I'm seeing now. And I'll be honest, on some level, I was thinking like, what if I choose the person that re-entered my life? And it's weird because this person is like, I know I'm not ready to give any love to anybody, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what was the purpose of it all? Like, I would much rather have been left alone. Um, so now I'm dealing with the aftermath of picking up the piece. Not, not the pieces in the sense that everything's shattered, but there's definitely, like, one or two pieces that I need to pick up because of how easily my heart wanted to go in that direction. Um, but, you know, this is life. It's, it's the journey of life, and it's filled with ups and downs and twists and turns that you can't always anticipate, but... I think if you hang on long enough, you're going to see it all come together, all come together and be really beautiful. So that's what I'm trying to do now is just hold on, honor my heart, honor my, my body, honor my mind and be really intentional with what I do, like who I allow in my space and just try to grow from there. Like that's all I can do. But regardless, at the end of the day, whoever's riding for me, whoever's got my back, like I got my back and I got my heart. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that popped into my head a couple of weeks back and it said, guard your heart, protect your heart because everything flows from there. And I think about the person I was with and how I put, I took my heart out my chest and put it in his hand to hold, to protect, to love and to nurture. And now I realize that that's my job. 
Never again will I take my heart and put it in someone else's hand. And that may sound a little like hard and cold and like, damn, she's bitter. But no, it's like not just my heart, but my body. Like these are my prized possessions. These are hot commodities because there's not another Bernadette in this entire universe. There's nobody exactly like me. That's my superpower, my uniqueness. And, you know, to honor my body and my heart for what it truly is, the rare and precious jewel that I am, like, that's my job to do. I will never outsource the protection and love of my heart to somebody else. It's kind of like a garden. It's like you buy it, you make a garden and then you want somebody else to tend to it. Like if you truly love that garden, you want to be in it. You want to be pulling out the weeds. You want to be planting beautiful flowers. You want to nurture it. You want to protect it. You don't want to give that job to somebody else if you truly love it. If it's something that you truly love, you don't want anybody else caring for it because they're not going to do it the way you would. That's how I feel about my heart. I'm going to protect my heart at all costs because it's mine and I love it and it's beautiful and there's so much in it to give. Um, and, and that's what my counselor told me too. Like you, you want to be in a, play, in a place in your life where you give from your overflow. That you're overflowing with so much love and light and good energy and all that good stuff that you want to pour it onto somebody else. And even if they don't give it back, it's okay because you didn't give them what you didn't have. Like there's more where that came from. Like I can give a lot of love because my my source of love is infinite and it's internal. So I don't know. That's just kind of my event and my rant for today. Um, like I said, I'm super emotional. I probably will not even, I don't know if I'm going to post it or post it and delete it, but I just needed to get some things off of my chest and also share with you um, what my counselor um, and I have been working through and just continuing to progress and just see how things are going to going to unfold. So my friends, I hope that you are well. And for the usual, I wish you love, light, and positive energy. Bye.